voyage. Where are they taking us? I don't know. But if they wanted us dead, they would have killed us back there. They killed your agent friend. Damon. Tough losing anyone in our team, but Damon was a dedicated young man. One of our best. Why him and not us? Right now, we were in the back of either an SUV or van. I wasn't entirely sure. We both had bags over our heads and our hands tied behind our backs. My bulletproof vest was removed. There were at least two men in the vehicle with us. I heard them quietly chatting earlier. Blake? I don't think we were picked randomly. That could work in our favor. I'm thinking nothing has worked in our favor. I told... I told my daughter not to worry that I'd be safe. It's going to be okay. My team will recover and they'll find us. Trust me. I told you, Chief, she couldn't be trusted. Hold on, Agent Kirby. We don't know that for sure. It adds up. It's why she gave us that location. Which she did under the impact of the serum. Think about it. Blake is gone. She knows he's leading investigator. Pulls him into it, probably hands him right over to Leonid. Joe, I got three dead agents. Another four in the ICU. And we just lost our most valuable asset. I'm not about speculating right now. I'm about finding answers. I'm telling you, Chief, she wasn't an asset. She was a plant from the start. There's no way they would have known about the rendezvous point or the raid without her. Uh, the chief paused, leaned against the wall by the break room. Where's Rainy? Who knows? Possibly clean up. I want to talk to her. I can send Mina that way to pick her up. Okay, but I don't want you saying anything more on the matter. I'll talk to her myself. You hear me? Don't say anything else. Last thing we need to do is drive suspicion. Especially because I'm not sure. But- Joe, that is not a request. Right now, the priority is to find Blake and Miss Saunders. He walked off, leaving me angry and confused. How could he do that? And how could Blake be so blind? Now we were screwed. I doubted Rainey knew anything, but I'd send Mina for her anyway. While she did that, I'd go back to scanning security detail. Some camera in the area had to pick up the ambushing vehicles, but I had to do it quickly because time was running out. Damn it, Blake. Thirty minutes later and we were dragged out of the van and brought into some kind of building. I was now having my hands and feet tied to a chair. <sighs> they removed the bag over my head. I squinted in the poor lighting. Once my eyes adjusted, I noticed the big Russian man kneeling in front of me with a huge grin. Hello there. Let her go. She has nothing to do with this. Blake was to my right. The bag over his head was also removed. <laughs> a sad attempt. I would have expected better based on your reputation. It was Alexei's uncle, Pavel, standing in the doorway, and Leonid. I saw the scar. He was on the phone. Leonid hung up and then turned his attention to Pavel. He whispered something to him. They had a quick back and forth, but I couldn't hear much. Although, I did catch them mentioning Wall Street and... real estate? Hey, you're making a big mistake. They ignored Blake, but I got his attention and motioned to Leonid, mouthing the name. There he was, 
the man Blake had been searching for. Blake nodded, understanding. It looked like Leonid and Pavel were done chatting. Leonid patted Pavel on the back and walked out of the room, down a dark hallway. So, where's Leonid Volkov going? He has better things to do. Oh, so he leaves the grunt work to you? <laughs> what do you want? Me? Nothing. But my friend here? He does. He motioned to the man who tied us up. You see, you arrested one of his brothers not long ago. He isn't too happy about it. Isn't that right? Not happy at all. Pavel smirked again and then walked out of the room. We were now just left with the big, bald dude. He took a step towards Blake. Please, don't- Don't worry, dear. I'm only going to work him now. You can just watch. No! I miss my brother. Let me show you how much. The Russian man hit Blake in his stomach, face, arms, and even neck. He went on for a good three minutes. Blood was pouring from Blake's mouth and brow. Please, what do you want? I want... I want to do this. Just then he hit Blake so hard in his chest that his chair went flying backwards. If he kept this up, he'd kill him. Then he kicked him. <coughs> Stop, please! Stop. <coughs> Dear, we are just getting started. The Russian man was muscular, bald, and covered in tattoos. One in particular ran down his entire forearm. A rose wrapped around a dagger and ensnared in barbed wire. I leaned back in my chair as he bent down to meet my eyes. I hadn't seen this man before. After I'm done working him, I'm coming for you. But do not worry there. With you, I will be much more gentle. His breath was hot, rancid. This man was drinking. I could smell it on him. Oh, he grabbed my hair, feeling it between his fingers. I tried to pull away, to no avail. I was strapped to a chair by my wrists and ankles like... <coughs> hey, buddy. Why don't you leave her alone? Instead, why don't you go get someone bigger to work us over? Someone a little stronger? <laughs> the Russian man scowled and let go of my hair. Funny man. No. No, I'm serious. I have a five-year-old niece with a stronger left hook. Blake, stop. <laughs> don't worry, Jess. This is nothing. I've gotten more intense massages. I know what Blake was doing. He was trying to take the Russian man's attention away from me. But I saw what they did to the other Agent Damon when we were ambushed. I didn't want to see Blake suffer the same fate. Funiman's not going to be laughing so soon. Try me. But just as the Russian man raised his fist, the door opened. A shadowy figure stood in the doorway. Aye, enough. They want us out back. You hear that, Funiman? The Russian man lifted the chair Blake was tied to and set him straight. You are very lucky. He playfully smacked Blake's bloody cheek. Very lucky. I tried to get a good look outside down the hallway, but I only caught a glimpse of a black sedan through the far window. Then the door was shut. Both Russians gone. It seemed we were in some kind of abandoned house. The room we were in was small. Gross. Paint chipped from the walls. Water dripped from a broken pipe peeking in through the ceiling. Old carpet was torn up and rolled to the side. 
A few roaches crawled by some empty paint cans and a pile of trash in the corner. Blake, why did you do that? Eh. What's a few cracked ribs? <laughs> he squinted and tried to wipe the blood from his eye on his shoulder, but he couldn't quite reach. Blake. <sighs> I didn't want him to hurt you. He smiled weakly, but I couldn't return the gesture. This was scary. I couldn't believe I was here. It was crazy to think it all started a couple days ago at the food mart. I was daydreaming about the moment I saw everything go down. The knife to Alexi's throat. The yelling. The- Jess! <gasps> Sorry, what? You with me? Yeah, I'm- I'm here. You sure? Why? You seemed distant, staring off at the ceiling, muttering to yourself. Just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Everything okay? Blake, look where we are. I shifted, thrusted in my chair to remind him of our strapped wrists and legs, to remind him of our predicament. I know that, but don't worry. But I am worried. I'm worried for us, and I'm worried for my daughter. I felt a migraine coming on. Oh, it was painful. I closed my eyes and clenched my teeth. An image of fire flashed in my head. I'm worried about you. I know. Are you sure you're okay? Are you sure you're with me? I don't know. I wasn't lying to him. I really didn't know. Ever since I took that serum, my mind felt cloudy, and random images were starting to flash before me. But they were just memories, right? <sighs> Damn, this stupid serum. Why did I agree to take it? <coughs> That's right. For Blake. For my daughter. For our country. I did it to help. I wasn't sure how much time had passed, as we just sat there, but it felt like a long time. Blake tried to talk to me, to keep me engaged, but often I found myself zoning out until- Do you hear that? Hear what? Someone's coming. The door slowly opened, revealing two figures. At first, I thought it would be the Russian who worked Blake over, but no. To my surprise, it was Pavel and Leonid. Leonid was on his phone. He whispered something to Pavel. I only caught two words, inside and forces. Then he turned and walked off. Pavel entered the room and made his way between me and Blake. He bent down to examine Blake. He looked him over once, then smirked. You are holding two of our men at Guantanamo Bay. I plan to trade you two for them. He stood upright and started pacing the room again as Blake shook his head. Sorry, but uh... But you have outdated information, my friend. All the Russians at Gitmo were released years ago. <clears throat> Not true. There are still two there. Well, I know nothing about that. Your government will want to hide disgrace of such prominent intelligent agent being captured, along with embarrassment and foolishness of putting private citizen in such battle. He motioned to me. Suddenly the door opened and in stepped a different Russian man. He muttered to Pavel in Russian something about Leonid wanting to talk to him. Pavel nodded, then then whispered back and forth a bit, but I couldn't hear the rest. Sorry, I am needed elsewhere. But don't worry, we'll finish this little discussion soon. He smirked and followed the Russian man out. Blake and I were once again alone. 
He said Leonid wants to speak to you. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to you speaking Russian. Me neither. Speaking Russian may have been a side effect of the serum, but I wondered if these headaches and flashes were too. Jess, did you hear anything else? Yes. When we first arrived, Leonid and Pavel were talking about Wall Street and real estate investments of all things. And a yacht. How can they be so casual at a time like this? <laughs> Leonid's a Russian billionaire with political influence. He moves money around in markets all over the world under aliases to avoid sanctions. We've grabbed some of it, but not all. I can't believe you didn't know what he looked like. There was a time where we didn't think he even existed. But the trail seemed pretty consistent, even though he always stayed one step ahead of us. There's another thing. Just before Leonid left, he whispered something about inside forces. I couldn't catch it all. Could be the men they have in the States. They seem to have a lot of help. Which may have been a problem before, but now not so much. Why? Because now we have you. I know he was trying to lighten the mood, but it didn't work. As the time passed, I couldn't help but think about Andy. She was worried. And I promised her. A flash entered my mind. I saw her body outside Ashley River. She was on her phone telling me she was coming to visit, her body just a ghostly image floating above the grass. I shook my head, trying to focus. Hey, Jess. You still with me? Huh? You look like you were drifting again. Oh. I know we're in a situation right now, but we're gonna get out of it, okay? So was this all really worth it? It will be. These men have to be stopped. We just need to figure out how to get out of here. Well, I'm fresh out of knives, so unless you are not master in the Navy... And what if I told you I was? Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I hate to let you down, but we're gonna have to think of something else. And fast. But we weren't fast. Time passed slowly as we tried to come up with ideas, but both of us were drawing blanks. No one had visited us in some time, although we knew that wouldn't last. In the meantime, Blake kept himself busy. I could hear the rustling of ropes as he tried to work himself loose. We're not gonna die here, right? No. But I've been working on these ropes the entire time and, well, Russians tie a good knot. Blake stopped out of frustration, took a breath, and leaned forward. <sighs> this job can come with a lot of uncertainty. I always thought I'd die an old man in my own bed, my family at my side. Oh, man. Please tell me he wasn't having doubts. He looked defeated, but I didn't want him to give up hope just yet. Tell me about them. Your family. He gave a slight smile. I have a twin brother. His name's Brad. <laughs> Wow, there are two of you? That's right. He worked for the FBI too? Used to. Now he works for our dad in Colorado. Anyone else in the Connors family? It's really just my son Todd now. And even seeing him is a rarity these days. His mother? The smile disappeared and he looked away. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't- No, it's okay. Jennifer and I go back to our college days. We had similar paths, ended up working on SWAT together in New York. 
Got a tip on this cell leader we'd been investigating for months. We were off duty, so she was against responding to the call, always preaching about separating our personal lives from work. But I insisted. Called the team and we swept the house. There was an explosion. I felt helpless watching the paramedics work to save her. She died on the way to the hospital. I found out later that she was five weeks pregnant. Wow. I'm... I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So... Uh, what about you? <laughs> Nothing so... tragic. Uh, an ex-husband. A daughter that I don't spend nearly enough time with. There's gotta be more. <sighs> My story's pretty dull. Only child. My dad was a successful lawyer, but he passed away when I was in high school. My mother worked hard to support us. Then the company that employed her was brought up on fraud charges, and she testified against them. It wrecked her life. Our lives. And I'm sure it's what put her in an early grave. I vowed never to put my family in peril like that. But here I am. Sounds like your mother had a very strong conviction for doing what's right. And so do you. That's why I'm here, right? Hey, cheer up. That's kind of hard to do right now. Shouldn't be. You see that? What? Corner of the room. Broken bottle. Yeah? That's just the thing I need to get out of these ropes. How are you going to get over there? Hop? Not entirely sure. Well, you better think of something fast. Why is that? We're about to have company. He heard it too. Footsteps. Someone was coming. Pavel entered, clutching a pistol. The original Russian agent who worked over Blake also stepped inside. Wearing a big grin. Hello again. I leaned to my right to see out the hallway window where the black sedan was pulling away. The inside light was on and it looked like Leonid was in the passenger seat. Blake saw it too. Until the light went off and the car was out of view. I see Leonid left you two to be the watchdogs while he and the others go do important things. Zakroidvi. <laughs> you know, Mikhail here was itching to get back to you. Is that so? Pavel speaks the truth. Let me guess. You got some time on the punching bag, and now you're ready to prove you're no sissy. <laughs> why, why on earth do you keep pulling your punches? There you go. A little better. I don't know why you joke. This is very serious. Leonid wants more information, and we plan on getting that information any way we can. Then, you should tell your man here to hit harder. It was hard to watch as Mikhail went to town on Blake. Harder! I said harder! Mikhail grabbed the whole chair and threw Blake back. Right into the corner. Everyone froze. Wide-eyed and confused. I couldn't believe I just did that. I blurted out stop in Russian. I didn't even mean to. Mikhail looked over to Pavel with a face of confusion. Pavel clenched his jaw. I could tell he was taken aback. I had to keep it up. Pavel's eyebrow raised. His mouth twitched. I had to convince them that I was an informant, a mole. I told Pavel in his native tongue that I had acquired the information from Blake that they needed. The words came easily. He didn't believe me, but I told him he better start. 
He shared another look with Mikhail. Leonid no pedidashtote. Tebe nenuzhne beloznait. Eta bolamiesdo nyoi e Leonid. Tipirias nile plan of Faber. Razvisait minya. Unyan nunjnya pazvani Leonid. He stared at me incredulously as I told him that Leonid knew about me and that I acquired the FBI plans. Teslushish? Razvisait minya. Now I told him to untie me, but he didn't budge. Neither did Mikhail. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Blake shimmy and push off the wall toward the broken bottle on the ground. They paid him no mind. Good. He wanted proof. I thought quickly. I smugly mentioned drinking champagne on a yacht. They mentioned a yacht during their Wall Street talk. It wasn't much, but it was all I had. Pavel, still stunned, turned to Mikhail and gave him a slight nod. It was working. My mind raced. What was the plan now? Did Blake reach the bottle? I didn't want to look over at him as Mikhail approached. Pavel still had the gun in his hand. I had to think of something fast. Yes, Yeah. Yes, now plan for bear. Uminyam nyogu informatsi. I kept Pavel's focus as Mikhail knelt before me, loosening my bonds. It seemed Pavel was having his doubts. He wanted to call Leonid, but I told him I would make the call. He continued to eye me suspiciously but I kept him intrigued long enough for Blake to attack. He tackled Pavel to the ground, sending the gun flying. Mikhail took notice, but before he could do anything, I brought my knee up hard, landing a direct shot to his nose. I was free. As Blake and Pavel wrestled on the ground, I went for the gun, but Mikhail was up now and angry. He lunged, knocking me back. I couldn't reach the gun. I was pinned. His big hand latched onto my throat and squeezed. I squirmed and struggled to breathe. Everything was happening in slow motion. I stared into his eyes, watching him grin with delight at my struggling. Flashes of past events came to mind. Andy. Poor Andy. I made her a promise. My vision quickly blurred. I gasped and gasped. I felt weak. My arms flopped. And just when everything seemed to disappear, Blake slammed Mikhail on the side of the head with a full paint can. White paint splattered over his bald head and the wall behind him. I breathed in, my vision coming back. Just in time to see Blake lift the can again and bring it down on Mikhail's face, knocking him out cold. You okay? Yes. Yes. What about Pavel? I took care of him. I looked past Blake to see Pavel's body on the ground. I'm moving. We need to go. He extended his hand, but before I could take it, I saw Pavel rise. Blake! Pavel sprung a knife and charged. Blake spun around and put his hands up ready for impact. There was no time. Pavel swung the knife. I turned around, grabbed the gun. I hit him all three times. Pavel hit the wall and slid down to the floor, leaving a trail of blood. 
plague spun back around. <laughs> nice shooting. He extended his hand again, and I quickly took it. Nice work keeping them busy. What'd you say to him? I told him I was a plant by Leonid to get info from you. Well, it worked. Come on, we need to get out of here. There could be more of them. I handed the smoking gun to Blake. You take it. I'm no good with these things. Uh, I don't know about that. He motioned to Pavel and smirked. Then he grabbed my arm and we rushed out into the hallway. Blake was able to find his tactical equipment in the house and made a call to have us picked up. We then made our way to the end of the street by some tall, dying hedges. All the houses around here were run down, quiet. We stood by a bent stop sign and constantly monitored our surroundings while we waited. Hey, I want to thank you. Luckily for us, all we have to do now is- Nothing. What? There is no we, Blake. I'm done helping. I have my daughter to worry about. I can't put her through anymore. Okay. Okay, you're right. Thank you. <sighs> you okay? It's my head again. The serum. It was really messing with me now. I saw more flashes from the past. My jogging down Main Street. My job. My boss scolding me. The client sitting behind a glass wall in the distance. Andy and me arguing. <laughs> I wanted to shut it down. Turn off my brain. But I couldn't. Hey, Jess, what's going on? Billowing smoke and news reports. I saw the food mart. The raid. Agents under fire. It was nothing but a mishmash of past events and they just kept coming. Blake, it hurts. Rainy, Rainy, you copy? I am, but Jess isn't. Just then I doubled over. Jess, stay with me. Rainy, Rainy, I need an ambulance. Yes, hurry. Wait, what does that mean? I think she's blacking out. What? No, there's... No way, she wouldn't do that. I heard what was said over the radio. They thought I had something to do with all of this. But I couldn't talk. The flashes kept coming. I don't know how much time passed with me on the ground in a fetal position. As my mind became fuzzy and my vision blurry again, I could just make out Blake's face as he leaned over me. His bewilderment turned to hurt. Did he believe them? Did he really believe I was a traitor? I wanted to claim my innocence, but all I could mutter was, no. Eventually I heard the ambulance and other vehicles. Wait, nah, no, stop, she helped me. Everything was a blur now. That's when I felt my body lift from the ground, hover a few feet, and then come to rest on soft padding. Hey, stop! I could still hear Blake. He didn't believe them. I smiled. But then, I heard the clicking of cuffs, the cold metal on my wrists. They didn't believe me. They didn't believe Blake. They thought I was a traitor. After all I did for them. After the injection. After the raid. After the shootouts. After I shot Pavel. Not moments after escaping one set of bonds. Here I was in another. I couldn't believe it. To them, I was the threat. The Third Threat is a production of Voyage Media. The series is produced by Nat Mandel, Robert Midas, Dan Benamore, Robert M. Lamb, and Jack Austin. Executive produced by Ray and Barbara Chatterton. Adapted by Robert M. Lamb. From the screenplay by Jack Snyder. 
and the Third Threat series of books by Barbara Chatterton. The novels are available on Amazon. The link is in the show notes. Starring Gina Coyle as Jess and Jack Austin as Blake. Additional cast credits available in the show notes. Edited, sound designed, and mixed by Andres Coca. Original music by Derlis Gonzalez. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening and subscribe now for future episodes.